Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 202 of the Saturn Studs Podcast. I'm Kurt, joined once again this week by my dashing and debonair co-hosts, Peter and Jake. Hi, everyone. And this week, it's the Dwayne the Tequila Johnson edition, (laughs) featuring everyone's favorite disease, swine flu. H1N1, oh, yeah. man. It's back. It's called H2N2 now. It's back, baby. H2N2. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> I think H2N2 was actually another strand. <laughs> COVID 2K19. It's the annual franchise. <laughs> purr, 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 purr. It's back. Back in black. Yep, back in. We're all cut. back that, in that every country. Works, you know? I was trying to. I was hoping that the rest of the song would come to me, but it didn't. Uh, we're coming at you live from quarantine. We're all quarantined from the rest of the world because um, we all have it. We've been yeah, stuck. The Saturn Stars podcast is uh, canceled <laughs> until September <laughs> due to fears of the coronavirus. We all have the bug. <laughs> Cancel culture on Twitter has gotten out of control. It's happened in real I know, life now. Man. <laughs> uh, yeah, we are in the midst of the pandemic of coronavirus. As many as 48 people have died in the U.S. of this. I've got the bug. Um, <laughs> Think of the Always Sunny in Philadelphia where Frank tries to make that. <laughs> yes, I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, how long until we see people just fucking in their underwear, completely shaven, <laughs> drenched in hand sanitizer? I'm, I just want to be pure. <laughs> that is the uh, doctor recommended surefire way not to get coronavirus. <laughs> you yeah. create a barrier of hand sanitizer around your body. Only We've talked in the past about like keeping your skin nice and smooth by getting an oil drum of like jurgens and dunking yourself into it to prevent coronavirus you do the same thing except fill your oil drum with purell <laughs> and just <laughs> give it a good dunk however apparently nowadays more. that's more than uh, more than the cost of a barrel of oil apparently yeah <laughs> probably i i just need to know the ancient runes that people are writing on their toilet paper to cast the wellness spells that's what yeah. they're using it for right yeah for like for mass for mass be. incantations the, I, there's no reason that you would need to wipe your ass that much if you have the coronavirus i waited maybe 30 minutes in line at the grocery store to buy like a few things and some of it was toilet paper and i got up to the front and like I talked to the guy. The guy seemed relatively young, and I'm like, dude, I don't even know why the fuck I'm buying toilet paper, but everybody else is doing it, and I know when I run out in, like, two weeks, I'm going to try to come back, and there's not going to be any left, so I'm buying some now to stock up. I'm really annoyed by it. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I don't know why everybody's buying toilet paper. Um, Bottled water is the one that confuses me the most. Like, I can understand toilet paper to a certain extent if you're going to be in the house for a while and you don't keep a lot on hand. But bottled water, they're not going to shut off running water your fucking house, man. Like, (laughs) this is not the end of days. It's a quarantine. I mean, technically, if I really needed a shit, like, I could just drive to work, even if I'm, like, 
supposed to not go into work. I'm pretty sure I can still get in. The beauty of this, at least for me, because like my work hasn't done anything oh, yeah. yet. There's no working from home. There's no none of that. But the beauty is that a lot of people are either working from home or voluntary quarantining themselves. So for once in my entire New Jersey living, traffic has not been terrible <laughs> to and from places. <laughs> that and since Saudi Arabia has uh, cut the price of oil to help with yeah. the coronavirus thing. Gas has gotten pretty Gas cheap, too. Cheap. So, you know what? This is all right. From my perspective. I just bought stocks the other day for uh, quite the discount. <laughs> yeah. Market's crashing. My 401k probably lost 40% of its value. I'm too scared to look. Just just hodl. Just hodl. Um, yeah. It's uh, it's end of days. It's not good. <laughs> I mean, we're three months in here. We got, you know, we only had a... You know, we almost got World War. Now we got World Plague. Yeah, we're halfway there. Wait. Will we get to August is the question. Oh, I'm sure How? we will. How? Are you looking at what I just, yeah. the link I just sent you? How? Because uh, I was still on toilet paper when you all talking about the economy. So uh, what I shared with everyone on on the uh, on the stream here, maybe on the Discord, probably not on the Discord. It's a lota. It is an Indian um, bidet. Uh, old school style, aka pour it on your hand and go bare style, and then wash your hand after. Why not just fucking shower and like pull your ass cheeks apart <laughs> with the pressurized water? Do the work for you. That's Towel what dry as Not everyone had the shower, Kurt. Well, that's where this. That's why um, this was popularized. That's why um, you don't yeah, shake anyone's yeah. left hand in India because it's their poop hand. <laughs> Isn't that kind of... That makes don't you find fun. it kind of funny that, like, India, you know, probably has, like, one of the fewer least shower to capita ratios of a developed country, yet that is where, like, fucking sewer systems were first developed. That's because it was sewers. <laughs> they just pump up the... Yeah. Right from the fucking drains. Yeah, but then again, I can also see, like, India just... Like all their poops are probably like liquefied because of the amount of curry that they eat. So like I, they just need a splash of water. Like my meals are hearty. And I need a I'm from America. Uh, I eat beef. I'm from America. I need a pressure washer. I can't if just If your poop doesn't shatter when it hits the bowl, you're not you're not eating right. If you don't hear a clink <laughs> when it comes out, then you need to adjust your diet, good sir. <laughs> I've requested three new toilets since I moved in. I haven't been here a year. They raised my rent. They're like, dude, this is your third toilet. Whatever you're eating, cool stop. The, <laughs> the toilet essentials. Just fucking toilet paper. A jackhammer. Hand wash. Spackle. <laughs> spackle, yes. <laughs> Dry patch. <laughs> Durabond. Durabond. <laughs> Getting them cracks. Getting your crack. <laughs> Don't put Durabond in the your crack. The only thing that works is, is Tushy. Sponsored by Tushy. <laughs> Not sponsored by um, <laughs> If you don't have toilet paper, I can recommend going to your local uh, Army Navy surplus and purchasing some MREs. If you eat two of those in one day, you will not poop for a solid week and a half. <laughs> yeah. So, my friend said, um, he said, if shit hits the fan, uh, no pun intended, um, 
He's like, I will uh, come over with my M1 Garand and all my MREs that he has on hand. And he's like, we'll just, we'll just, we'll just stake it out. And if I get called to the National Guard, I'll give you my M1 Grand. Outdoor oh, club, goodness. really different in Baltimore, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's not a 4-H activity that was popular in upstate New York. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck yeah, but what a weird... Right on the apocalypse with a fucking 60-year-old rifle. Just make a bat out of MREs, wake up. <laughs> Pull one out. Get a little lower to the ground each week. <laughs> oh, fuck. All right. We... Well, we don't have a lot of trailers, which is why we spent so much time dicking around about the corona. Pooping about here. <laughs> yeah. Shooting the shit, as it were. Ah, tied it all together. Yeah. Don't tie your butthole um, together. We've got, yeah. No tying your butthole together. Do not suture your butthole together. Do not put Durabond in your butthole. That's the way to stop the coronavirus. I heard it goes up the butt. (laughs) (laughs) It's spread through saliva. Jim Baker told me that. (laughs) I gotta rip out my tongue. (laughs) Pastor Jim Baker told me that. I I had a close. I heard it on Sean Hannity. It must be true. (laughs) That guy got. Joel Hostein said to draw the cross on your dick. (laughs) It'll stop it coming in your house. Let's take it back to biblical times. Just slaughter a goat and like leave it on your door to let the fucking angels know that it's not your time yet. That guy ended up getting uh, sued for like, like selling a cure for the coronavirus. (laughs) Oh, is Joel Austin on Uh, this? No, not Joel Austin. Jim Baker. Jim Baker. He's some some Jim Baker crazy pastor who would send sell like end of days meal kits. For like five grand a pop to a bunch of old people, and he's like, "Buy your broccoli and rice and cheese meals." Like Uncle Ben's ready rice, three hundred dollars a grain, kids. He's literally selling like five grand buckets. He's like, "And you know what you can do with a bucket after you can poop in it." It's like here's a toilet lid for it. <laughs> Shit, you not? This guy is a monster. And then he started All selling right. coronavirus cures. So. A monster like the monsters in Jungle Cruise. Oh, <laughs> and I ain't talking about the Rock. I was like, yeah, you can do that. This is, this is actually, I think the uh, so Jungle Cruise. Yeah, it's the documentary of Dwayne the Rock Johnson going down to his tequila farm. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's got to harvest his agave. <laughs> his little baby agaves. Oh, uh, we actually plant corn. That is a great. That was like the. Oh my God. Like tequila, really, Dwayne? That's the alcohol you want to go into business with. Can't be like Danny DeVito and the limoncello. Well, and that's actually drinkable. And he can't go into gin because Ryan Reynolds has that market cornered. I've I've tried a I have a bottle of aviation gin in my fridge because I am now the gin guy, um, and it is very do 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 i'm the dude it's you, uh quite bland do you have uh three wishes no where who's... can you do ethereal i can do i can i can do material but i can't do aviation gin <laughs> that's too strong for me too strong for the show it's it's got no like uh citrus botanicals which is what i really like in a gin i like a good london gin and this is like it's like creamy. 
What? It's a creamy gin. It doesn't even taste like juniper. I've never heard of a uh, Kurt. You might somehow... actually, Kurt. You might actually like it. <laughs> never. I actually like Bombay Sapphire. Um, that doesn't taste too much like juniper, at least to my taste. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it doesn't have any citrus botanicals. Is maybe the most pretentious thing I've ever heard exit your mouth, Peter. Don't <laughs> have any citrus botanicals. Um, I by mean, the way, Jungle Cruise yeah. watches Dwayne the Rock Johnson bumbles his way through CGI. <laughs> I am the Lion King. I was the Scorpion King, and now I'm the Lion King. <laughs> I it's it, I don't know. They're trying to do the Pirates of the Caribbean thing, where they they take one of their rides and they turn it into a movie. Yeah, uh, but Jungle Cruise, um, you know. If I don't know how many of our listeners have you know been to Disney Land or Disney World and ridden the Jungle Cruise ride, but it's you go on this boat and it's like kind of on rails, but kind of not because the the person actually has to do some steering. And then you go through and they tell some jokes about like the animatronics, and everyone has a good laugh. And then you get off the boat and you say, "Okay, let's go ride Indiana Jones again." Um, <laughs> it's not like. It's this is like taking the like most bare bones nugget of like yes Jungle Cruise and then building everything else around that yeah. idea. Um, yeah, this is like fucking Tomb Raider meets Pirates of the Caribbean, and I other than just. I don't know why they put the name Jungle Cruise on it. Like, no. <laughs> it's not like that's one of the more popular attractions. Like, if they made a, a movie, like, in space, and there was a mountain, and they called it Space Mountain, I could understand, because everyone knows Space Mountain, but not everyone knows Jungle Cruise. Right. Um, I, they, first of all, they only put uh, Johnson in this. They only put The Rock in this because he was in a previous jungly movie in Jumanji 2. Um, and yeah. Jumanji, I guess. Yeah, um, but like I don't know I'm I'm sort of mixed on this movie I'm not gonna go watch it I'm not I don't have any interest yeah, in it but funny. this looks yeah. the like the color grade of this movie and the font of the title remind <laughs> me of those of I want this in a plastic DVD clamshell or VHS clamshell right sitting on yeah. my bookshelf case that you crack it open on a rainy day at summer camp and you plug it, put it into the giant TV on the fucking cart. <laughs> like, that's what that reminds me of. And and I appreciate that about it. Yeah, this will be some kid's favorite movie. Like, in 20 years, when they're, like, sitting in their dorm room, smoking pot, talking about their childhood, they're gonna be like, man, you remember Jungle Cruise? I yeah, think- man, that was, like, my favorite movie as a kid. I think you made a really... Weird what happened to The Rock, though. I think you made a really good comparison. Yeah. With, those uh, allegations. With its, it's the, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. I think, I think it's gonna be, like, this next generation's Pirates. It depends on how much adventure this, this movie has. I feel like we haven't had a straight-on adventure film in a long time. Uh, I mean, I guess you could say that the, uh, Jumanji movie was an adventure movie. Okay. I was in a um, video game. <laughs> I was on the side of the video game. I I guess I'm longing for an adventure movie that's also not too much tongue in cheek. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I guess I, mean, I guess I, I just like... want the Princess Bride again. You know, fuck it. Yeah. I mean Sonic was a decent adventure yeah. movie. You got that one right there, Chief. Good move. Um 
Yeah, I mean, I I do enjoy the good swashbuckling adventure movie, and like it, this movie has a bit of my interest because it it looks like it has some of the. That was a very popular genre when we were kids in the '90s. There are a lot of those like swashbuckling sort of adventure movies. Uh, they don't really do it anymore. It's maybe a cyclical thing. Maybe it's starting to come back now that we're like 30 years past and when everyone's on that 90s nostalgia. We'll see a few more of them. Oh, yeah. But uh, I just don't feel like this movie in particular is what I want. Fair. Like, you got a lot of weird stuff. Like, if it were just like, okay, like an Indiana Jones style, sort of like, all right, he's a Jungle Cruise captain. He's going to go... And, you know, ferry this girl to this ancient temple. And if it were, like, full of, like, Indiana Jones-style booby traps and maybe some, like, cultists, you know, sure. But you got, like, dudes with snakes coming out of their faces and, like, fucking rock monster men. And it, it's just a bridge Yeah, because who's the, uh, we don't know who the bad guy in this is. There's, like, two bad guys. There's, like, the zombies. I think it's on it's a phase... It's gonna be a white industrialist. Come on now. That's how these things go. <laughs> I think it's gonna face two kinds of bad guys. It's gonna face, like, the main guy who's chasing him down, who wants the same prize or some shit, and then the jungle itself is, like, uh, an obstacle where he comes across curses and, um, uh, like, the, those whatever zombie creatures that had snakes crawling out of their cheeks holes will there be cat ladies who are who are like enchanted by the moonlight that they have in the <laughs> altar underneath zombie island I so. <laughs> scooping the gang you have to go find them I, I want them to do like the same kind of thing that that movie did and um uh pirates said where they they walk through the moonlight and their their uh true forms, true forms are, revealed. are revealed yeah whatever yeah that w- that was still a cool scene that still holds up to this day. That, Not, that whole movie yeah. was actually like a lot better than I thought it would be. I mean, I remember liking it as a kid, but like watching it back, uh, we're talking about Scooby Doo, not Pirates. Oh, oh, um, I was going to say I was talking about Pirates. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Pirates still holds up to that. Uh, I mean, Pirates. The first Pirates one, one holds yeah. up okay. But the other ones in the series, no, it's like yeah, uh, it, I don't know about it fell that. into the whole sequel. A chain of unfortunate events where they try to one up themselves and it gets a little bit too crazy. What's it? Their fifth sequel was the latest one. Then John Depp's like, "I'm just done." Yeah, the fifth one had a fucking Javier Bardem in it. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, as other as just other random pirate guy. Another fucking pirate that's like, "I'm come for Jack Sparrow's booty." Uh, Other Davy Jones like knockoff. I'm coming, Jack Sparrow's booty. I'm coming in Jack Sparrow's booty. That's a different movie. I'm sure it exists, oh, it but it's different. Oh, it you know, it's also a different movie. Seoul. 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 South um, Korea. Seoul. Yeah. Currently under lockdown. Um, I don't know. It's uh, they showed a lot more of it. We have a better grasp on what this movie's about. I don't know if that makes me want to see it more or less. Um, yeah, I just, I think we were, me and the boys here on the cast were, I think we're craving like just a straight up like slice of life sort of, you know, a story, like a CGI movie that's not wacky zany off the walls. I want like the CG version of like a Miyazaki movie. You know, of like a Studio Ghibli film where, you know, even I say that 
knowing that Miyazaki has fucking crazy ass spirit worlds and shit and things going on. It's all crazy all over the place. But I just want like when we talked about connected, we were like, yes, family bonding trip. Sure. Great. What a great idea for a CGI movie. And then like, nope, it's Skynet now, boys. (laughs) The same thing with fucking soul where when the teaser came out, we were like, oh, cool. It's like a it's a dude in the city making his way as like a jazz musician. He got his big break and he's got to like, you know, learn about this new stage in his life. And like, oh, he's a blue booger now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Make cowboy I do, jokes. I feel like this movie uh, could have been done in a way where it is. Yeah, it's just like you can like scale down the world. I know it's a kids' movie, and like the the feeling feeling the need to make everything super fantastical is you know comes with the territory. But I feel like you could have done a smaller story set in this beautiful city that you took. A lot of time to animate. That's Unless probably where they put like, all their budget, and they're like, "Oh, yeah. we don't know anything else. We'll do black, it's a weird pastel backgrounds for the rest of it. Background thing. Yeah, we'll make one of the characters a scribble, and we'll just animate it in Flash like it's South Park." Yeah, <laughs> I, I I agree with Peter. Where that I would have, I think I would have preferred to see this movie be like about this guy you know, transitioning from a band teacher to a freelance musician or like trying to, to balance both lives and, and have it just be a a more grounded story following this dude in this animated setting. And you can have your Pixar charm and stuff, but like it's not like they haven't done this before. Like The Incredibles, at least the first one, the first half mm-hmm. of the first one was very, you know, like this is life after superhero. Yep. Ratatouille? <laughs> I think is yes that's another good one because like yes there's the rat and the the whole thing but like they use it's very stripped down fair compared to some of the crazy shit that other CGI movies have and they use the effects to give you color and extra splash in a way that is you know uh fits it and doesn't it's not like garish like when he eats the when Remy eats the food and it's like they're just they're trying to show you what the taste of the food looks like how he visualizes it like synesthesia style I like that I want more of that I want that like the music I want him to have like a dream sequence where he's like he's falling asleep but like jazz is playing in his dreams and he's going through it's like Fantasia for a second you know yeah I want to see 3d fucking Fantasia how about you do that Disney <laughs> Fantasia 2020, get on it. You have you have just nine six. months. <laughs> um, yeah, it'll only take a year to animate. You got nine months. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people, um, are, but we have, a lot of people are comparing this to Inside Out. And yeah, like, <laughs> it, uh, it, it's kind of like Inside Out. Looks like Coco a little bit. I, I fucking I hate the great before. Yeah, like I bet they thought that was real clever too. They're like, "It's the great before." And I'm like, "Fuck no, you!" It's somebody was also like, "It's the before Pixar life." Pixar before, Hooray. fun stuff for kids. Pixar now, death. <laughs> Just yeah. coming out with like death stuff, like left and right. Pixar abortion debate. <laughs> Honestly, though, it's like this. Is oh God, could you could you imagine that? Like one of the one of the little baby souls has fallen down onto Earth, and there's like a guy at the gate. He's like, "Nope." Hold up, your mom aborted you. You have to go back. <laughs> You're gonna go this way to hell. Yeah, you didn't. Yeah, you're going straight to hell. <laughs> Picks him up, drops him off the ledge. It just turns right to the camera. And it's like this is what happens <laughs> when you abort a baby. Ah, this is what happens. 
Yeah, no, I don't. And then, like, a fucking, like, it cuts to real life. It's like, call your congressman to support this bill. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> no, that's a movie I want Timeless classic. Uh, it's uh, like Songs of-, of the South. It'll be played forever and ever and never taken <laughs> off of anything. <laughs> Chances uh, existence that, will be uh, celebrated, you know, not denied. I thought writing a letter a day to Disney would uh, would make them put songs of, song of the South on Disney Plus, but they still haven't done it yet. So I guess I'm gonna have to write two letters a day. Bob Iger came out and said that Songs of the South will not be added to uh, oh. Disney Plus. However, he is stepping down as CEO. So <laughs> <laughs> now our new CEO, David Duke, has other opinions. <laughs> 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 but no, for I do think that at least, like, I don't. I think you could put a disclaimer in front of it, like they did with Whoopi Goldberg and the Looney Tunes collection. Look from Warner we Brothers. Know this looks bad, but it's from a different time. But there's there's still value in the movie. Like as much as I joke about it, like there's still like value and history in that movie that I think should be seen. I mean, it was it was one of the earliest animated movies, right? Partially, it was partially animated, it, right? It had- yeah, it was like one of the very first to mix live action and yeah. animation in that way. I think that should be um, celebrated. And it's and, sort of like you know, non-joking. I, I do think so too. <laughs> it's renewable. Oh, <laughs> the new it renewable is, energy. It's uh, we've been powered by this wonderful alternative energy called white power. Apparently, it's been powering our country for three hundred years. Oh my god! Oh, Sully, so so like Sully and uh, Mike Wazowski find out that <laughs> white power is better than screen power in Monsters Inc. Three. Um, guys, uh, if we just yeah, be so racist be, to kids. My my one question here is for Soul. Before we finish this, and we'll move on to more crazy shit. Um, what are the chances that Tina Fey is going to be Jamie Foxx's son? What? Son? Daughter. D- d- um, baby son. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah, if, I mean, if that's what you feel inside. Um, I don't know. It. Uh, I will handicap the odds. I mean, son or daughter? Unclear. Person in his life? 85% chance. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Just they leave and they just, it's the last 20 minutes is him like walking around the city, just like catching up with everyone. And he starts looking at random children. They like, is that her? Is that her? And they're all just like, what the fuck? I can see just really her, weirded out. Yeah. I can see her maybe being, uh, like a student in his class, a new student, like, oh, this person just transferred in from such and such place. And it's like, hi. And it's like, oh my God, it's her. And she does and the stupid cowboy credits. dance. No, oh. cut to the credits immediately. And then they'll do the cowboy dance as a mid credit scene. You're fucking right, Kurt. Questlove. You did it. <gasps> Questlove? <laughs> Questlove is Curly. It's the voice of Curly. I don't know who Curly is. Uh-huh. Will he be Curly? Oh, it's the Scribble guy. It's the evil Scribble oh. guy, I fucking bet you. And he's going to get his own goddamn musical number. Why is Questlove going to be a bad guy? A man know. is a piece. Literal last name is Love. <laughs> <laughs> his first name is a question mark. So in, in this movie, let me get this straight before I move on. Um, you die, you go to the soul world. 
And well, it's like Dragon Ball Z, and you know our main character is basically Goku. He breaks out and he goes. He he falls off a snake way. Yeah, he fell off the snake way into the home for infinite losers. Otherwise known as Baby Town. Children. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So all the babies are there. That's why he fell off that. He was like going to like heaven. So does he think he's gonna cheat death? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's not. He's not actually dead. Like. uh well, he fell down a manhole yeah, cover. Yeah, yeah so he's like, cover. yeah. Well, they show him in intensive care, and he's got a pulse. Oh, so. okay, gotcha. He's got to get his soul back, and yeah, the, the culmination is actually he meets Satan and his cobble god of aborted children, and they have a <laughs> musical duel <laughs> with fiddles. Oh my god, I want to see yes. your version of this movie now. <laughs> Devil went down to George's. How this movie ends? It's like the end of Guitar Hero Three. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. I like that. <laughs> He's got a guitar made of aborted babies. Well, why don't or a fiddle? Well, this is fiddle. how it is, and why don't all coma patients just be like, "Hey, just jump off the bridge, just make your way back." In if you don't do those world. rips in real life, you're not gonna have the strength to fight death. <laughs> The Reps two coins they put on Egyptian pharaoh's uh, eyes when they go, it's not for the river sticks. That's for your fucking gym membership, boys. <laughs> <laughs> the boatman doesn't care about coins. He's salaried. <laughs> he just needs to know if your delts are up to snuff. You've got to make that ride yourself. <laughs> he wants He wants to know if you can help him row you. <laughs> I just, I, I imagine like a team of Viking warriors just sitting in the fucking longboat and Sharon's like, row. Bro, it's fucking it's just crew team. There's like no, it's like Genghis Khan, Abraham Lincoln, and your buddy <laughs> and your buddy John from fucking crew team, and he's pulling the whole he's pulling the whole squad across the river sticks. Like they like no one no one's soul goes wherever it's going for like enough years where they can build up teams for this giant regatta, <laughs> and like the top five finishers go to no, heaven, everyone else goes movie. to hell. They've got the that's last fucking... soul. They're ready for the regatta. <laughs> They're preparing the race. They gotta go across the river of sticks down the river sticks. Blumhouse, please get on the phone. The with us. Get on the phone. The swally with us. ghost is there. We have swally ghost. <laughs> got my got my holy trinity right here. The father, son, and the swally ghost. <laughs> it's the holy trapezius. <laughs> Oh man! Trademarked. We have, we too have, much. We have fun. Trademark Saturn studs. March March fourteenth, twenty twenty. Please don't steal. Original idea. Please don't steal. No. All right. Um, what do we got oh, up next? We got the next Black Widow trailer. Got added stuff. I, sure. Uh, Did they, the final trailer. The only thing I saw that I didn't notice in the other two was Taskmaster just sitting there watching Iron Man 2. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or standing there, I should say. Um, I um, I like ta- Taskmasters. I think Taskmaster would be a great recurring villain, as some of the comments have said on these videos. I like how I think... he's basically a Super Sentai hero. He's got the moves yeah. of a Sentai Ranger. Yeah. Um... I would have preferred if they had saved Taskmaster for, you know, like Deadpool 3 or X Force. <laughs> but they don't know where Deadpool. They're like, does Deadpool fit in the Disney brand? And 
Ryan Reynolds is like, have you tried aviation gin, sir? <laughs> <laughs> sir, this is a Wendy's. Um, I, I, I don't know. I think he can. Like, just release it under one of your many other production con- companies. Like, fucking Touchstone Pictures. Is that still a thing? Like, it doesn't so. have to be Buena Vista or whatever. You have all these more adult-oriented properties you bought from Fox. You can't, like, rein everything in and, like, sanitize everything. You know what they are making is uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Interesting. I It's, I it's in pre-production now. I don't forgive them for what they did to Mandarin and Iron Man 3. You know what I didn't realize is that... Um... Uh, Taskmaster has like the Black Widow clause too. It's pretty interesting because doesn't, doesn't Taskmaster like take abilities from other uh, heroes? He and has copy yes. them? He has he, photo. He has photo reflexive memory, yeah. which means he can like copy. See a punch, do a punch. So he's yeah. like he's copied Captain America. He's copied uh, Hawkeye, or or he is mm-hmm. Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. the the no. The thing about it, like the interesting thing. No. Is that uh, like when he fought Deadpool in the comics? Deadpool was so like wildly unpredictable that he couldn't be copied. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, I wonder if they're gonna have to bring that into the. <laughs> We're gonna have yeah. to learn from Deadpool how to be unpredictable. And then <laughs> well, we can. Isn't like the actual plot of this like there's a mind con- there's like the red room where they're mind controlling all the little. All, All the, the black little widows. Jennifer Lawrence femme fatale clones. Yeah. All your All red the sparrows. The, uh, the, the salts. The red sparrows of <laughs> yeah, the world. Yeah, well, she wants, yes. she wants to, like, save her quote-unquote sisters, I guess, and then and, you know, rescue Destroy them. all and... spy mo- female spy movies yeah. forever. <laughs> Please, at least for, like, 20 years. There's too goddamn many of them. <laughs> you can do other movies with female leads, guys. It's possible, I promise. It's annihilation, but no one ever saw that, so it doesn't exist. Oh god. Uh, I fucking arrival. <laughs> I wanna make another um, annihilation. Cause I think it annihilation be- two, death boogaloo. <laughs> Guys, but is it an alien or is it a is it a disease or is it a magical interdimensional being? Yes, yes, it's and the coronavirus. yes. It's all of the above. Or is it a it doesn't matter because it's a thinky phone. <laughs> it's um, thinky movie, so I won't. I just take it at face value because it's a thinky movie. Um, yeah. So I don't have much to say about Black Widow. I don't plan on seeing it. I'm. I'm uh, probably yep. gonna see it, unless we're all quarantined from coronavirus. Because this is coming out in a right in a month or so. Yeah, well, as of now, it could yeah. get pushed back like uh, fucking Skyfall did. Or not Skyfall. Uh, Wonder Woman 1984. It's coming soon now. They don't even know what day it's going to be. Yeah, well, I mean, they're just going to like wait till it blows over and then they're going to release in the theaters. So there's going to be like a big rush whenever this breaks. There's going to be like 18 new releases. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the fuck they're going to do. Maybe they'll finally be like, yeah, stream new movies from home. If they, if someone has the, if one company has the balls to do that, they'll break the market wide open. It is, it's likely that um, this could lead to uh, a, I mean, it's already, the theater business is already declining 
Uh, that's why they've come up with like subscription based, you know, movie ticket operations. Uh, mm-hmm. It's possible that if this goes on long enough, this could just kill movie theaters in general. Like they don't build new movie theaters anymore. Like they tear them down more than anything. And like if this box, if this, you know, like kills the summer box office, I could see that like a lot of movie theater trains going out of business. Mm-hmm. And the small ones I are mean, probably going to be closing down for a little while. Let us yeah. not forget the humble, the humble fucking origins of movie theaters. It was, or at least when they got big, it was a place in the 40s where you could go to watch the news and sit in an air-conditioned room for an hour. <laughs> that was the fucking draw. I mean, yeah. Well, they, well, they had the cereal, like the cereals, like fucking Flash Gordon and stuff like that. Right. Like you'd pay, you'd pay your fucking nickel and you'd watch your 15 minutes of uh, like Buck Rogers. And then you'd go home. <laughs> yeah, you or you'd watch. You sit. You'd pay for a couple hours. So you watch a couple B B side films. You know, a couple fillers, little shorts, and then you watch your feature film. Go home. They fucking I. They didn't even want popcorn in theaters when it first came out. They were like, "We're gonna sell you like actual corn or some shit." Like they, <laughs> I don't know. I gotta remember Here's the story corn on of the pop- cob. <laughs> like I gotta remember how popcorn eventually. Gotten theaters because it was a different. It's like it was just oh fuck. It's a different vibe back then. Okay, then. Get the angry hiccups. <laughs> He's getting emotional. I'm getting torn up Got over movie theaters. Hiccups. <laughs> so I, um, I can never get really angry at people because I just I my voice either breaks or I start hiccuping. And I just make a fucking ass out of myself. <laughs> um. Yeah, so we'll see. Although, interestingly, like, we're not quite... Uh, do we have any other trailers? I was going to give a quick shout-out to, uh, one, the true history of the Kelly gang, which is the, uh, you know, it's the embellished story of Ned Kelly and his, his adventures, because, I mean, Ned Kelly's a folk legend. I would, I might actually see this movie because I know nothing about Ned Kelly. Like, even if this is absolutely, like, you know, based on a true story, no, not at all. But like right. he's already a folk hero, so I might as well learn what the folk legend is. Right. Um, right. All I know is that he's got armor, and he fucking fought the he fought the Federales <laughs> in uh, in his fucking Iron Man armor. And uh, he, what a what a lad! Um, so that's that movie. And then right. you have the Witch Subversion, uh, which is not a sequel to the Vavitch. Vavitch. <laughs> this is a Korean horror film. Uh, that is currently riding the wave of interest in Korean and uh, Korean movies from Parasite. Yeah, I was about to say it's going to win an Academy Award now. <laughs> they're they're shooting for it. Um, so it looks like it's there's it's a she's a normal girl in Korea, but she's got supernatural powers and she has to. There's I guess there's fighting between the government and these people with supernatural abilities, which include crazy shit i guess um i don't know it's 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 gonna be it's a little spooky it's gonna be a little actiony uh there's there's telekinesis and weird dreams it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun time i mean it's better it looks it looks about as it looks better than a fucking blumhouse movie oh yeah that's, that's fair and so I suppose. <laughs> it'll hopefully it'll do well Korean in the States. movies are better than blumhouse 
<laughs> because Blumhouse never calls us about our ideas. I know. If it did. We could turn your business around, man. Just give us... Jason, pick up the phone. I'm always home. Call me anytime. <laughs> <laughs> Return our calls. Because I'm TNT. Um... So interestingly, we just bandied about about how the coronavirus could like destroy movie theaters as we know them. Uh, not to be sensationalist, but that is like possible. Uh, however, the box office this week was up eight point six percent. So everybody's going to the movies. Uh, March sixth to the eighth of twenty twenty uh, onward. Big release probably lifted up the box office quite a bit on its own here. So that opened number one with $39 million in 40,300 theaters with an average per theater take of nine grand, more than double the second place movie. Yeah, seriously. Like, nobody wanted to go see that. Um, that's already made 78 mil worldwide off of its unlisted budget <laughs> but gotta figure it's over a hundred million because they got some big time voice actors and it's an animated movie and those are expensive Invisible Man down 46% to 15 mil that has made a hundred and six million dollars worldwide off of a seven million dollar budget yeah I'm this made it took no money I mean the, it's made bank I, I guess they didn't I guess it makes sense because they didn't have to animate any, like, or CG any uh, invisible guy because he's fucking invisible, so. <laughs> yeah, a lot of it could be, uh, they didn't have to until she dumped paint on him, yeah. which they gave away in the trailer. Like, why would you do that, though? <laughs> uh, then they showed that it was one of, remember those, you ever saw those cool, like, body rig demos that they had on Vimeo? Remember that video? Yeah. You ever seen that where there is all the different textures on the guys? He's like breakdancing around. Jake, yeah. you seen that one? Yeah. No. Yeah. No, you haven't seen that one. Um, this looks like that. Let me see. Um, Throw it in the chat, anyways. Let's see. CGI break dance, break dance, uh, dancing. Uh, let me see if I can't find the thing. Where is it? Uh. Da, 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 da. Here we go. This is the one. I can't believe I found it. I'll put it in the Saturn Studs Discord. Discord. You, uh, if you watch it without, um, what should we call it? Uh, sound. You'll get. You still get the gist. It's like, look, someone used Blender to put all these textures on a cool breakdancer. It's fucking hypnotic, and and that's what this. That's what the Invisible Man reminds me of. Yeah. When they pour the paint on it. They probably, I'm sure they, like, got a couple guys from Method Studios when they, you know. Possibly. Oh, Paid yeah, sure. a quick 20 grand to, uh, fucking, um. Yeah, just re do this, but just, here, you have a flat coat of paint. So yeah. You need a little bit of a shimmer effect, and, uh, he, he walks around. There's some liquid flowing everywhere. Yeah. It's like matte paint. You don't need much. <laughs> um, Certainly not fucking thousands of little tags flying around everywhere in dynamic fashion. No, yeah. like, this shit is insane. Yeah. Um, so, in third, we have The Way Back, the Ben Affleck basketball movie, which, uh, since there's 
There's some chance we review Onward, but little chance we review this will be our spotlight film this week. It yeah. made $8.1 million in its opening weekend in a smaller release. I wouldn't call it limited, but uh, 2,700 theaters. Average per theater take of three grand. Did we ever, so did we ever respectable. talk about this movie? Yeah. I don't remember. Because mm-hmm. it's got a, such an unimpressive title. Yeah, <laughs> it's the way back. <laughs> Like it, it just it just doesn't like elicit. Oh yes, Ben Affleck coaching basketball. The way back, of course. It sounds like a time travel movie. Yeah. Yep. Oh, we gotta so go. So Ben Affleck way back. is a uh, alcoholic uh, who goes back to his hometown to coach his basketball team because he was like the the best basketball player that town had ever seen, and these kids need you, Ben, and. Uh, it's got it's gotten pretty positive reviews. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes has it about eighty uh, percent. IMDb seventy two, uh, seven point two out of ten. Common Sense Media four out of five. Eighty two percent of Google users enjoyed this movie. Um, so let's see, let's see, let's see why this movie was the greatest movie ever made, shall we? So we're here on the IMDb user review section. Um, and here we have a 10 out of 10 from Warthog Jump. Oh, Affleck pulls it off. All caps. Ooh. Um, such a film this was perfect in every way. Masterful direction and editing and absolute Flawless acting from Affleck. Two exclamation points. It's a hell of an emotional <laughs> roller coaster, and it is as if Affleck was destined to play Jack Cunningham. Freshly out of detox in real life, comma, Affleck could not have been any more believable as the recovering alcoholic seeking redemption. The basketball scenes were phenomenal, and it was diff- definitely made easy to get interested in a sport which although may not have been the main focus of the film it was the main medium by which Affleck sought his redemption in fact the results of the basketball was almost directly (laughs) parallel with Affleck's state of mind and for this reason as the viewer it was even more interested to see the team succeed the amount of backstory and emotion held by the trailer is also held back by the trailer was also refreshing. I mean, it's so obvious the film is about alcohol addiction and redemption from the outset, but there is so much more depth to Affleck's character by the end of the film. You can feel the journey with him. The film is both beautifully written and is both a beautifully written fictional story with drop dead cinematography and is, is equally a story of a man and his journey to recover from a dark place of addiction. In the film, basketball is for Cunningham, whereas acting is for Affleck is a poignant tale so rarely with the opportunity to be told and is told with such realism and attention to detail. I would highly recommend this latest drama film from Affleck. The typos, like, some of them, it's, like, weird because, like, this person, like, clearly can write and use correct punctuation, but, like, they left, like, L-Ys off of certain Just words. Just didn't go back to spell check it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, 8 out of 10 found that helpful, though. So nifty. Tell me why I'm wrong, Jake. You're wrong. You're so wrong because Tiz and Bob says so. 
in one out of star, the way bad. Got him. Scott! This movie is so incredibly bad. It starts off with horribly clunky dialogue that doesn't even deserve the label contrived. When the opening scene bears an uncanny resemblance to the room's infamous flower shop scene, you know you are headed towards trouble. (laughs) Wow, that's a lot. Admittedly, the trailer screams inferior filmmaking, but I was willing to give it a chance. I thought maybe it's watchable when watching it for free and not in a theater. I was sadly mistaken. The first scene starts off with some random guy asking Affleck where his turkey is. He's like, we're at a liquor store. And no, sorry, I don't have it on me. He's like, you're a 42-year-old man with a backwards baseball cap. And why are you looking and talking like we're in a flaming pile of trash that was misidentified as a movie? They're, They're all ha, ha turkey sisters house game yeah see you later this one's giving you trouble jake i can feel it everything is separated by a comma and i'm confused why (laughs) it's like ha comma ha comma turkey ha or comma sister's house comma game comma yeah comma see you comma later <laughs> Woo! Then he goes. I thought like halfway through there was a list going there, but no, it's no, not it's this. not. <laughs> I was like, what? Um. Then he goes on to tell the clerk, "Yeah, I didn't know this was like a scene by scene synopsis." Oh my <laughs> tell God. the clerk, "Yeah, I'll t- I'll take some scratch offs. Thank you." Direct quote. <laughs> The clerk's all okay. Well, I have sixty to choose from, and some isn't a number. You skis ball vomit bin worth of cringe writing. Opening scene. No one on set was like, "How about instead of sounding completely retarded, how about the character says something that actually makes sense when he says it?" I gave it some time. As soon as he started coaching, it got slightly better, but still had really, 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 really bad writing. All the kids were taking jabs at each other while blowing the coach, and you're like, no one talks like that, let alone 12. I was like, oh my god, just stop, and turned it off there. One redeeming quality is Affleck's acting. He almost successfully distracts you from all the bad writing, but every other actor acting alongside him isn't as talented and fall, fall short. The directing, cinematography, editing, etc. isn't really worth commenting on because it's just simply immeasurable. It's all terrible. Just terrible. Terrible is one single word. That sums it up. Terrible. Zero out of four found this helpful. Wonder why. <laughs> you Ooh, could that's... say the review was terrible. terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Uh, no, I mean, okay. Well, you had problem. it looks like you had a problem I... with one scene and just couldn't get into it. And turned it off early. Uh, mm-hmm. Thanks, dude. Appreciate you, Disney Bob. <laughs> Keep on reviewing. Ah, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll try and follow this one up. Ah, uh, the way back. Seven out of ten by Diff Guy. It's sight. <laughs> Basically, every character except the protagonist is a one-dimensional stepping stone for Ben Affleck to become a better person, which I must assume is how he lives his real life now. <laughs> Zero out of zero. Found this helpful. 
All right. I I also will pick a, a short one because uh, Jake and I read two fucking tomes. Well, that was the only one star review, so. <laughs> oh, okay. So like, try to find a two or a three, I guess. Um. Okay. Here's here's like the most basic ones. I'll tell you why it's good from Moon Dash eight three six eight seven. Stop looking for quote reviews unquote and go watch the damn thing. Watch it with a loved one. But you didn't tell me why it was good. <laughs> one out of one found that helpful. I think he rated his own review. <laughs> um, so I, I picked a three-star. The two-star one was uh, pretty long, too. So I said, screw it. Yeah. Um, warning, spoilers. Uh, movie is all over the place. It has no identity. You, didn't, you don't even find out about the sun until 45 minutes in. The sports parts of the movie are completely unnecessary. This could have been about an alcoholic former high school athlete that lived his best life, like Al Bundy, in high school, uh, failed at life after, was an addict, saved by a woman, loses his son, and becomes an addict again. Hurts everyone around him, tries to get sober, fails, family comes together, and then does it. Should have just gave him the coaching job at the end, painful to watch. I expected, like a I expected like a Hoosiers. What? Hoosiers? I, expe- I expected like a Hoosiers. Yeah. False advertising using the basketball thing. It's not even a subplot. Lame. Wow. So many incomplete sentences. So many short oh. little things. Learn how to write a thing. 8 out of 21 found it helpful though. So. Wow. That's a nearly a third. That's over a 30% conversion rate. Yeah. Wow. Um, I guess. I can I was gonna read a long one, but I mean you can. Read... We went short. So All right, you can go long. Cool. I'll I'll read a short one too. Um, four out of ten by Fordham family. Ten two four five. What a great what a great username. Uh, Boozers. <laughs> <laughs> I had really high hopes for this film, but left disappointed. It's so inconsistent throughout, riddled with cliches. Affleck tries his best, but can't save this film. My recommendation: watch Hoosiers again for the hundredth time instead. One out of four found this helpful. Uh, here's here's the actual one I wanted to read. <coughs> By Frosty Frog. Six out of ten. <clears throat> let, me, let me pull up my collar for this one. <laughs> the Way Back is a film directed by Gavin O'Connor that stars Ben Affleck as a man who is suffering due to a rough past but finds a shot at redemption as his high school basketball as a basketball coach. That was not him. I actually just read that one wrong. Okay. Um, ben Affleck is back, ladies and gentlemen, and as a matter of fact, he's out here giving him this performance of his career, buoyed by his own personal descent into alcoholism and ultimately finding his way back to sobriety. I could honestly write an entire paragraph about his performance. It was magnetic. Speaking of magnetism, the way back's strongest points are found when the games are at their most intense, and Affleck is directing his players and teaching them ways to improve their games. No mention of magnetism. (laughs) However, aside from these two incredible strengths, the first two acts of this film still feel like the typical formulaic sports drama with supporting characters not given too much thought. That's why they're supporting characters. Uh, <laughs> Support the main the, character. <laughs> the third act, however, divulged in the humanity of recovery, which I enjoyed very thoroughly. And while the sports aspect of the film could be done with or without outside of the intense moments, the drama aspect ultimately holds it together. 
Overall, though, I enjoyed the experience a lot, especially at its heightened peaks of various emotions, and I'm very much excited to see where Ben Affleck takes his return to film from here. Gerard, too, found this helpful. <laughs> How long was he away? Everyone's acting like Ben Affleck hadn't acted in anything in six years. Was he literally like, just in the Netflix movie? About, like the, yeah, he was uh, in Triple Frontier, yeah. like, yeah. last year. Like, last And... That movie may have been drunk, but I don't think he was drunk during that. I don't know, maybe. Could, could have fooled me. Could have, huh. Oh, man, that movie sucked. <laughs> Boozers. Boo. Um, <laughs> all right, so in fourth, Sonic the Hedgehog, 7.7 .7 mil. Um, Call of the Wild with our favorite animated Harrison Ford. Um, down 6.7. Did you watch that video that we sent you, Jake? The, which one? The the smooth song. I don't know if I did. Wait. All right. Where was it? In? Well, well uh, I think we texted it to you. Uh, Emma, in sixth, up from thirteenth, uh, and it's it's in fifteen hundred theaters now. Uh, plus three hundred and fourteen percent, four point eight mil. Bad Boys for Life, and it's. Eighth week, still in the top ten. Um, three million down thirty-five percent out of eight hundred and thirteen theaters. Uh, it made two hundred and thirteen million, two hundred three million dollars domestic, and another two hundred thirteen million dollars worldwide. So it made four hundred sixteen million fucking dollars. Wow. Damn. Big money, bowls. Jesus Christ, what the fuck is this that you just put in the chat? Peter? This is this was an ad that showed up on my fucking IMDB. It's for Jesse and Nessie. It looks like the like a young version of the girl from the big comfy couch was taken hostage by this fucking abominable purple monster. Yeah, I just I don't know. Thanks, Prime Video, for sending me this fucking nightmare. Um This look there's the Google image search for for if any of you are wondering. Yeah, this is hard. Okay, so... <laughs> Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey, down in eighth, another $2 million, 983 per theater take. Oof. $197 million worldwide off of an $84.5 million budget. So I made money, but not as much money as I'm sure they were hoping. Um, Impractical Jokers, the movie, uh, already leaving theaters. <laughs> Amazing. It was in a limited release, and then it was in a somewhat wide release, and now they're already shoving it out of theaters. What? Why is it italicized? I don't know, and it has, like, this blue highlight over its fucking, uh, like, numbers. Huh. I, I, I don't Yeah, know. there's, for, like, the... Since Tuesday, it's had that. I'm looking at that. Maybe it's a uh, limited engagement sort of deal. I don't know. Um, oh, it's estimated. Oh, estimated. I see. $9.8 million uh, worldwide so far. 100% domestic because this show has no appeal overseas. Widest release, 1,900 theaters. Weird. Um, and there lastly, is. My Hero Academia Heroes Rising drops to 10th. I would like to point out that Dragon Ball Super Brawly was in the top 10 for like four weeks. Mm. So, yep. Suck it, My Hero Academia. Suck it. Um, 
quick shout out to uh, Boggy Three <laughs> dropping. Uh, I saw the trailer for Boggy Three. It looks fucking. We saw. Actually, we we all saw the trailer for that. I think that was on yeah. episode of Trey Watch. Uh, this was that movie, and I mean, sure, dog. A man embarks on a bloody I rampage can... to save his kidnapped I... brother. Let me see if it's on. Let's, I want to see. I'm gonna check Fandango to see if it's uh, featuring if it's any Indian anywhere near me. Yeah, Indian fucking Ryan Reynolds here. Uh, uh, um, it made more money domestic than it did international. What the fuck does that mean? I don't know. That there's more Indians in the U.S. than there are in the India. That doesn't seem possible. It doesn't. Um, there's a showing at ten o'clock tonight. <laughs> <laughs> For Boggy. It's what? Is it like I think it's like three hours long? Jesus two hours, Christ. Two hours and twenty well, minutes. Well Okay, two hours twenty minutes. Cause it's an Indian movie. Indian movies are fucking two to three hours long always. Every death scene is it's just out. a it's just a I think I you know. From what I remember from my world music class, that's how their concerts are, too. They're all, like, two, three hours long, and they just go. That's just how it is. You just jam-pack your fucking event with shit, and everyone just hangs out for a long time. Sounds like the country. Uh, it, has a, it has a 20% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes Ooh, and a 68% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. That's not a great audience score. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that's... That's that. <laughs> I guess. Boggy three. I guess in, in more movie news, because I am seeing this down here at number twenty six, we have uh, Frozen two. Uh, Frozen two is coming to uh, Disney Plus on Sunday. Yes. So they drop. They're dropping like a bunch of months early. Yeah. They're dropping it a month early because your kids are going to be home from school, so they'll fucking watch it all so day. Take your laptop to the movie theater. <laughs> watch it in the movie theater while you're watching on your laptop. <laughs> Like you did it with Black yeah, Panther. Exactly. <laughs> oh man. To um in gaming news, uh well also in podcast news, there will be no E three episode this year because there will be no E three this year. Bump I think the E three episode is, is the more important uh I mean obviously that's yeah, what people that's what people care about. Get excited about. They don't care about the conference. No one goes to the conference. They all come to fucking our I'm just, studio. <laughs> I'm just upset that um, I, I'm not going to get a cringe compilation. Yeah, a bunch I of mean. Companies being like, oh, 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 oh. well, we worked really hard on this game, guys. You all have phones, yeah. right? <laughs> you won't have you won't have too many fucking like awkward celebrity cameos. Uh, pretty much every company has said that they will like make a digital presentation to consumers directly via like YouTube and Twitch and stuff like that. It's just the guy in his fucking like room. <laughs> He's recording um, himself on his Skype camera. Uh, yeah. So we're releasing the Xbox later this month. It's gonna be pretty cool. The uh, Devolver Hello. Digital. Uh, they're. Their Devolver Directs have been uh, one of the highlights of E3 the past three years with their zany off-the-wall presentation. Uh, that will still be happening. They'll be streaming it directly there, so that's that's what I care about. Uh, although, like, the, the interesting thing about this is this comes at a time, this cancellation comes at a time where 
uh, the importance of E3 has been in doubt uh, for a while. Like people being like, do we really need E3? Because it hasn't been as big a deal. You've had like Sony pulling out of E3 the past couple years. Um, so like, the and mm-hmm. Nintendo doesn't bring as much anymore because they do the Nintendo Directs. So this could be the last E3. That's... This could the the coronavirus could have a similar effect on E3 that it might have on American movie theater business where it could deal blow that it cannot recover from well who puts on e3 um the convention organizers <laughs> i mean like I, I just don't know who's behind it all uh, uh I guess I th- directing it. the esa i guess which stands for something electronics esa it's, it's in the game Electronic Sports Administration or something, maybe? The ESRB? Uh, Electronic Software. Entertainment oh. Software Association. Oh, okay. Okay. Cool. And E3 is the Int- Electronics Entertainment Expo. Well, I'm wondering if... So I'm wondering if Microsoft or somebody is like... If they have to pay to get there. Uh, or, if um, they, or if they get paid to come uh, to get I've... their presentation. I think you they have to pay. It's like it's like any other convention, really, where you pay for your like time and your booth, and it's a way to present like to the media and or like to like customer potential customers, yeah. like like at the glass conference. You know, all those companies yeah, yeah. had their booths there, and we we went up and we talked to them about stuff, and then we asked that one guy how his new refractory business was taking off, and he's like, it's slow. <laughs> very solemnly and we're like oh shit man sorry our sale our sales guy was at a uh was at a recent uh conference and because of coronavirus there's there's like 25 percent of the attendees were there no booths on the second day they were the only one wow. <laughs> i mean like because if you look at it from dead. a business standpoint like is it costing companies like microsoft and etc just more money to uh, go to E3 because, I mean, you can argue, yeah, it's it's gonna be publicized like crazy, but yeah. are they gonna get the same results if they do their own thing, announce their own thing, and then that just spreads over time? Well, that's what we're gonna have yeah. to find out. Is it going to be as effective? I suspect that it will. Yeah. The the real shame here, and like this is the same thing with like South by Southwest and the Game Developers Conference. Like these events eject a tremendous amount of money into local economies. Like WrestleMania too. Mm-hmm. Like you know Tampa. Like mm-hmm. that's a lot of money. If they don't, if they like don't run it there, or like it gets pushed back, like that's a lot of money that they lost. Like I heard on NPR that uh, South by Southwest was going to inject three hundred and fifty million dollars into the Austin economy, mm. and that's just gone now. Yeah. <laughs> like that ain't coming back. Zoop. Yeah, these conventions are big business for the cities that host them because you you know hotel business is increased, restaurant business is increased. Uh, it's a big deal, and like the cities obviously want to keep the conventions going, but like it, the the attendees like don't think it's financially uh, feasible. I then mean, they're, a, obviously they're not going to go. Metric fuck ton of people who go to these things, and I, I mean I've been to small conventions, and it's like packs unplugged. And that I consider that a smaller convention, and still that's, you know, yeah, like tremendous. Comic Con. Remember when Comic Con was like a small convention for like just like the really hardcore nerdy people, and now it's like the fucking pop culture extravaganza of the year. 
Yep. And it's split off where you have like Comic Con, like OG Comic Con in San Diego, and then Comic Con NYC and Comic Con Boston, and all these fucking different spinoffs. It's it's pr- TEDx, the TEDx of Comic Con. TEDx. Um, I guess in related news, also, um, this while we're talking about gaming companies, uh, Bill Gates stepped off of Microsoft. What? No, I mean he'd been yeah. he'd been in like just a border role for a while now. But I think he made it a more concrete step. Let me let me double check. Cuz that was a big headline. Today. Oh. Yeah, I mean I mean it's it's still news, but like Bill Gates hasn't had a hand in what Microsoft has been doing for a couple of decades now. Oh, sure. Yeah, um but he's yeah, he's finally stepped down from the actual board, so he's not actually like on it anymore. Right. I don't know if that's a way well, to like. He's just gonna become. Out. He'll just take his fucking you know billions of dollars with him and peace yeah. out. Yeah, he said he's uh jumping. He's just gonna go full on philanthropy. Yeah, good for him. Sure. Full on rapist. <laughs> full on rapist. I love this article. Oh god, so this article, <laughs> which I don't believe. Uh, okay, all right. There's a second part to it. I would not peg this in more than a thousand words. Um, but the like, so the last couple paragraphs of the first half of this was Mr. Gates listed by Forbes is the second world's rich man after Jeff Bezos worth whatever. He made his fortune developing software for the personal computer. That was yeah. that sentence. Yeah. That, yeah. True. He did. Very good. It's a little thing called thing. A little thing called the PC. It's called uh, Windows. Well, it you know runs most of the world. <laughs> <laughs> Well, actually, I guess you could argue that Linux runs most of the world because most server stuff is Linux. <laughs> the the very next fucking line, more on Bill Gates, and it links to some other articles. Bill Gates brandishes poo to showcase reinvented toilet tech. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, that's certainly clickbait that it would get me. <laughs> clickbaiting. I'm clickbaiting right here, boys. Here we go. There's your clickbait article. All right. I, wonder, I will check that out. I wonder if we're going to see a lot of... Um... It's him pointing to a poo. <laughs> no, I recognize this scene from Batman v Superman. <laughs> it's just peach tea. I wonder if we're going to um, see a lot of um, like sales go up in Steam now. Because I mean, now you have so maybe. many people home from school. Well, interesting you mentioned that, Jake. Because yeah. that transitions into another story I'd like to talk about. Nice. Where that uh, housebound Italian kids are straining fucking epic games and servers uh because they're home all day playing Fortnite. (laughs) he's frozen (laughs) hi you guys like can you hear me yeah okay (laughs) yes okay you guys froze for me too like i had a couple hiccups as well (laughs) we were waiting on bated breath we're like uh, what is he gonna say (laughs) so uh housebound italian kids Fortnite strained servers because they're home all day playing wow that's interesting um, streaming and Netflix and other video platforms will be growing as well as people avoid crowded places. That's like the one stock. Netflix and Dominoes are the two stocks that are going up right now. Yeah. Yeah, Netflix <laughs> um, didn't get hit as hard as everybody else did. Yeah. All right. So, um, what you call it? Uh, Night. Night Dive Studios, people, the studio that is responsible for the uh, upcoming System Shock remake, is also polishing up another classic video game this year, and that is 
Westwood Studios 1997 classic Blade Runner. It is a remaster rather than a remake, but it's nice to see. This is one of those games that, like, uh, you don't hear so much about, but it's, like, the definition of a cult classic. It's widely considered to be one of the better uh, games of that year. And that was a year where you had games like Fallout come out, and uh, it was a pretty good year for gaming, 1997, all around. Ocarina of Time was a year old. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that it was a pretty pretty big year. Um for that pretty big. pretty big pretty big year uh the enhanced edition blade runner enhanced edition is due out on steam in 2020 um you should check out why you need to play oh there's an article on pc gamer about why you need to play blade runner um i'll check it out i actually you know they saw that they have like blade runner the final cut on netflix and i'm gonna check that out because i've only seen i think i've only seen the theatrical cut of blade runner and i don't remember like anything about it so mm-hmm <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's another one uh, for a man, Harrison Ford. <laughs> Harrison Ford. Oh, I think um on Steam, Borderlands Three is also finally yes, out. Yes, that's that's. Thank you for oh, reminding cool. me. Borderlands Three is now available on Steam. Uh, not an enhanced edition, not a game of the year edition or anything like that. Uh, just the regular base game. Still need to buy all the DLCs. Uh, still probably going to have all the like weirdness with like how hot fixes are not always applied when you logged in <laughs> like like no like mm-hmm. solid patching but if you've been waiting for it to arrive on steam because you just hate epic games that much <laughs> uh there you go it's out now you can finally play the game that we've been playing for six months yeah. um uh cod warzone uh call of duty warzone has uh finally released and they took an interesting route with this one uh so they kind of took a page out of Fortnite's book and they made it free for everybody. So if you don't have Modern Warfare, you don't want to spend the, I don't, I don't know what it is now, it's maybe like 40 bucks or something like that, to buy Call of Duty Modern Warfare, you can just get uh, Warzone uh, for free. Or you can download, I guess, the launcher. I don't know how the fuck that works, but uh, you must you must be mm-hmm. able to just download the launcher for it and then get Warzone. Uh, and that is a new Battle Royale game uh people were suspecting it for quite a while i think they announced that they were coming out with a battle royale game and now do they did they include a battle royale mode in their more recent call of duties or was that like something that was left off and turned into this i can't remember uh, so when they came out with uh black ops black ops 4 or some of that yeah, four, black ops think, 4, yeah they did have a mode i think that i don't know if it released when they released uh, Black Ops 4 but they did make a mode uh, called uh, I think Blackout yeah that's that 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 name was in my mind for mm-hmm. some reason yeah so Blackout was their, their the last Call of Duty branded Battle Royale and I I think it hit off pretty popular for a little while but it had a pretty steep decline once it I just don't think they added enough material to it and it people got bored of it pretty fast I mean, it brought a lot of, like, mm. interesting stuff that not a lot of other Battle Royales had, including, like, flying vehicles, um, uh, some of the newer cars, newer guns. They had a zombie mode to it, but uh, Warzone brings a couple new things to the table, including kill streaks. Uh, they have um, uh, a really interesting revive system uh, called the Gulag, where uh, if it's... 
before you have to put goo on your log (laughs) if it's before 18 minutes into the match and there's 150 people uh mind you not 100 or not 75 like in apex so it's double the size of apex legends the map is about the size of PUBG, if you've played any of those games um and if you die within 18 minutes uh and it's your first death you get sent to the gulag uh and then you have to fight with a, a gun or fist to fist you know more like a gun um in a bathroom 1v1 against somebody else and then whoever wins gets to uh go back to the or go back to the map and you can rejoin your team interesting other ways are you can buy your team members back if they die for a a decent amount of money kind of makes me think of capture the flag (laughs) on our old on did you guys have wooden playgrounds in school uh we had some some of our playgrounds were wood yeah were those the best ones for capture the flag or what i think so yeah the woods were great too we had yep but we had like our our uh, wood playground was evenly divided like with a fucking wild west like alley down the middle mm-hmm. which was the perfect line cuz you would put yeah. the capture the flag flags on either end of the mm-hmm. playground um and there was plenty of verticality so you could run up and down under and over the jails were actual like fucking towers that were pretty close to the line so you didn't have to go deep in to grab your friends out but you had to climb upstairs right so you could see it, it was very nice but fucking butt fucking the um the biggest issue with capture the flag was goose guarding that was people got pissed that was controversy right there that's like offsides goose guarding is a controversy on par with like abortion in some states (laughs) climate change denial (laughs) fucking flat earth society anti-vaxxers like all that like goose guarding is like right up there with those with uh with some circles we like i wish there were like adult captured of flag leaks i wish that were like a more prominent yes. thing they have adult tag yeah like get a facebook group together like those fucking stupid commercials the one with the kazoos annoys me so that much. sucks <laughs> oh okay. all right yeah um well, so yeah i mean there's other than that other than there being more people on a big map um, and having kill streaks, I I think it doesn't bring all that much innovation to the genre. Um, I've I've harped on this before. I think in order yeah, to beat Fortnite, in order to be any sort of like competition to them, they really need to come out with more content, new content on a regular basis, and keep things fresh and intriguing. That's part of the reason why Apex Legends has uh, been popular. They come out with new characters. They come out with new uh, guns, new maps every year. So mm-hmm. we'll see how it how it goes. Uh, I, I this is probably going to last longer than Blackout, but it will uh, die off pretty fast, I guess. Yeah, probably. All right. Well, that's. I, I guess that's the major st- the only other thing i had is 2k is getting the right to develop another football game with the nfl license but it can't be but not a football game yeah it can't be a simulation it has to be like more arcadey i guess um i don't even know how that football battle royale well, like nfl blitz i think is probably something that you could you're gonna see um they could mm-hmm. still get like the xfl license and develop a, a football game 
Yeah. I hope for that. We shall see. Uh, just like we saw Castlevania. Yes. Yes, we shall. Yeah. We saw All right. um, that. That's it. Feature, feature time. time. This week. Um, feature creatures. I think, I think we, uh, we mentioned it last week, but we're going to be doing. We, uh, we all watched Castlevania. Uh, Castle Booyah. Uh, and I think that. Okay. All right. <laughs> we're back. Are we back? Oh. Hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, so oh, it, we watched uh, season three. You know, oh, okay. comes after season two. Yeah. As you think. Yeah, it sure does. Um... This will be interesting to hear the recording <laughs> to see if we're all talking. If we're all talking over Kurt. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, well, like I'm like saying things and then like stop. So what's happening is like our fucking Discord is like freaking the fuck out. Yeah. And we're like freezing up and like we're trying to navigate this as smoothly as possible. But somehow Peter and I just, are still synced up and Kurt's the only yeah, one getting I, left out. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Coronavirus is in the air oh, down no. there. He's, it's on the Wi Fi. Coronavirus yeah. is infected. It's canceling the Wi Fi. Yeah. Don't worry. Kurt's only, he's, it's all right. Kurt's in his separate character arc that has nothing to do with our story. <laughs> yeah. It won't have any payoff. Yeah. Watch out for the two Asians, Kurt. I'm basically Isaac. <laughs> I yeah, what Isaac's the heck arc. was that? I did not that. like... That was bizarre. So I don't... Can we do it like I, a... This season was a fucking, like... It was like a, a building season. Like in soccer or like sports where so. you have like... It's a, it's a team building season. Like you're not going to win any championships. They're just like, here, here's a bunch of shit. This season... In the meantime. Was an attempt to build a universe where this series can continue outside of anything related to Dracula or the Castlevania games and I did not like it I I don't really care for the show anymore I thought it was weird like if it just the the tone does not match the setting uh the fucking the diction being modern diction I hated that. Like, yep, I that's agree. bugged me the entire series, but it was the worst in this fucking series. I felt, and just like the 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 jokes that none of them landed, and it, I, I, I no longer care for this show, and I don't think that uh, unless I get bullied into it, I don't think we will review season four. I like season one, season two disappointed me. I was like, okay, we'll see what season three has. And then it was this. Like, the only thing this has going for it is that sometimes the action is pretty good, but they yeah. save that all for, like, the last two or three episodes. Yeah. They put it in one episode. Yeah. They're like, you can only have sex and violence in one episode. And they're like, all right, we'll just put it yeah, all in there. Yeah, they'll sure. literally be, like, a warning for, like, uh, language, sex, violence, nudity, like, all this stuff. And then there's none of that in an episode. And then it starts... He has this like forty minute conversation with a night creature and Isaac and Isaac just talks to a pirate and then kills some people. And it's like, God, it and the frustrating dread. thing about Isaac's arc is that like there's no progress in it. It's like he starts off thinking humans need to be killed, and then he meets a couple of nice humans, and then he runs into some other humans that like understandably are fearful of him and yes. his gang of night creatures, and he like can't like understand their perspective he's like ah oh, humans suck 
and he kills them all again. <laughs> no progress was made. It's because they're terrified <laughs> of your hell creatures, your hell fucking spawn. Like, yeah, of course they're not going to let you like walk through their city because you're you want to kill all humans and like you want to fucking do you want them to people. take you on your word that your gaggle of night creatures isn't going to kill anyone. <laughs> I think we should say spoilers right here. I think our our feelings on this season are fairly evident. Jake, you said this slaps for some reason. Oh, yeah. Do you want to elaborate on that before we just delve into shitting on this show without you getting a word in edgewise? Here? I was more joking just to be the, be the contrarian. Okay. Um, so you were being but, Jake. Yeah, okay. Um, however, uh, I did like some parts of it, including the second to last episode, Don't Watch It With Your Mom and Dad, or maybe... Really? That, oh, no, that, I thought that, that was slap hot doo-doo, but... When... That episode slapped cheeks. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> All right. All right. We'll talk about it in a second here. Uh, I have particular issue with that episode in particular. I will. I'm gonna go on a rant right after we fucking say spoilers. I'll tell you why I liked it. So we say spoilers. 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 There ain't no fucking tomatoes, ain't no goddamn salads in goddamn medieval Europe, alright? No one figured out what the fuck a tomato was till they went to America, and then, even then they only sold it to peasants. They thought that shit was night crawlers. Get your shit right, Castlevania. No one's serving soup and salad at a fucking brunch in northern Poland under the reign of the kings. That was not your okay. objection that I thought you would have. But... That was your problem? Um, yeah. That was my first There was problem. a lot wrong with that scene. Like, fucking... I could get Hector and Lenore fucking, because that was, like, the, clearly the, building to that throughout the season. With their whole weird pet play arc. I, yeah. I don't know if I... Like, I don't... I, I don't know if it's good. I certainly don't like it myself. It's not my cup of tea. That's weird and shit. I don't know if it's good or not, though, because I'm like, this is just makes me fucking uncomfortable. I, yeah, like, it just... It's kind of weird to see. And, like, they did the same thing. Like, they did the same like line almost with Carmilla in the last season mm. where like they put the so fucking like, collar on. It's like, you're my pet now. It's like, it's the same fucking thing. Is this, is this for the red? Is this for the fandom? Like, is there the Castlevania Tumblr people? Like they were with Voltron where they're like shipping shit. Maybe. Uh, I don't there, know. Lenore doesn't exist. There's weird vampire. <laughs> There's weird vampire rule 34 out there of Hector and fucking bondage gear. I goddamn know it. Well, oh, yeah. fucking, yeah. Like, I I don't know. Like, this, and like, what killed, were the Japanese ones, were they related? Yes, they're twins. All right, that's fucking gross then. That's fucking, I couldn't remember if they were related or not. But they didn't, they didn't touch each other. They were just naked around each other. Sucking not, a vampire. You had they a fucking threesome with the vampire. I didn't know, like, I didn't, didn't know even, like, was ask like, if Alucard, like, swung both ways. They just assumed, it's like, okay, we're all having sex now. That was and such a fucking... Three feet apart because we're siblings. That was so <laughs> fucking uncomfortable to watch, and I was by myself. Yeah, I'm, I was, like, I I'd saw the girl come up to porn. him. I saw the girl come up to him, I'm like, okay... All right, this is happening. And then, like, her brother's there, too. I'm like, oh, whoa, no. <laughs> you two are siblings. Don't I, fuck together. <laughs> I, also, almost would be... they're fucking, they're shitty, pissy gold diggers that <laughs> Galicard had to keep his fucking pimp sword strong. Yeah, they, like, That was a fucking, that was an awful payoff to that. Yeah, arc. it was, like, so terrible. I kind of, I kind of like And there was no, but there's, like, no reason okay. for it, though. 
Jake, give us your give us your move. Uh, I I like it because I like where they're taking Alucard's um, like story. He put a lot of effort into helping these twins and showing them compassion, feeding them, uh, trying to show them his ways, and they got uh sort of greedy and they got uh yes. impatient with him because he was taking his time. He wasn't showing magic, so they fucking turned on him. Because he wasn't moving fast enough. He wasn't showing them magic fast enough and training them to kill a vampire fast enough. So they took it into their own time to just fucking kill him? Like, so it, are it you shows, saying... All right. shows, I agree with you it, there, it's, it's, I agree with you a, there. a crazy turnaround, and it, it shows Alucard that if, if these humans are like this, it's going to slowly start to turn him more into his father. And I think that's the direction they might be going with him is turning him more towards Dracula, okay. where he hates humanity. I have a big problem with that, though, because that is like counter to everything that Alucard's character is throughout several centuries in the Castlevania canon. <laughs> like he I, is I know. the anti-Dracula in every fucking way, like you know, fucking he show, he's in Castlevania 3, and that's like in the 1300s. And then when the 1600s roll around, he's helping Richter fucking kill Dracula again. He hates his father. He doesn't, like, have a strong relationship with humans or anything. But, like, you know, he's not going to turn into his dad. Like, he no, shouldn't turn into his dad. And, and I don't think he should either. But this would be great character development and great character inner conflict if he's constantly reminded in his head that he has this secret detest for humans or he can see himself like uh turning that way he's like i can see why my dad hated humans because i just had these two people who i showed nothing but compassion towards fucking turn on me and torture me and do this heinous thing we see him crying at the end because he was almost like kind <laughs> you also of see him crying when he nuts <laughs> yeah kind of kind of raped a little bit I mean, that scene was really uncomfortable to the point where, like... Because they played the fucking battle music over all the sex scenes in that episode. I like the episode, how they did it in general, because it was a real... I like the whole uh, dichotomy between the that, that gore violence, that battle scenes that were happening with uh, Isaac and uh, the Belmont and uh, Cypher. And then you have these these two passionate uh, uh, sex scenes between Alucard, the twins, and then Hector and uh, Lenore. And you have these this great shift between the two, and I think they did the the the, the pacing of the episode and the the shot by shot. It was a little unnerving, I think, uh, how much they showed of these sex scenes and how deep they went with it, but yeah. It was. It just uh, kind of. I though it did not. That did not work for me. It at just all. felt. It felt out of place. It really I did. Like the yep. the explicit like imply they have sex or like show a little sure, but like the explicitness of it and like interspersing it with the fucking battles, like it's just it. They're just completely different, and like you can do the different things like show like the different things going on. That's not my problem. But the problem is like they played the same music under it. They were like trying to like underscore them as like the same. (laughs) And it was like, no, right. No. And then, 
they were trying to play it off like it was a, a surprise when Lenore fucking made a blood pact with Hector, even though, like, I didn't even know how she was going to do it. But I'm like, all right, she's been honeypotting yeah. him all this whole yeah. time, and they're finally getting intimate. And then she asked him about shit, and if I... I'm not even a magical guy. I know enough about magical lore that when a, when I hear a dark, like, uh, lord ask me for your loyalty, that shit isn't just words. You're gonna put some magic hey, in I that shit. I gotta say, if you're, gonna, if you're gonna have some pillow talk with somebody, that's some hot-ass pillow talk, not gonna lie. <laughs> you, you vow your soul to them, you bond, them, bond yourself to them. Yeah, maybe not the ring thing that, you know, it's a curse on you and makes them your slave, but, like, fuck yeah. I'm gonna tell my bitch to vow her soul to me. the payoff would have been like i would have been okay with the payoff and they didn't do this and it pissed me off it's like when if she gave her sisters the rings and they also indebted them to her like if it was a big power that. play that like, would have been an interesting turn in the story but it's like nope it went exactly the way you thought it'd honestly, go honestly that's what i thought it would too instead it was just like here's your mind control helmet Wear this to Let's my all bacock this boy. Everyone gets a leash. Everybody has to fuck him Everyone first, gets- though. Yeah. Hector, you're not doing the fuck it. They are. Put it on the Buru. I mean, tr- the um, town with the judge and the Trevor and the Sypha and the, the punji oh, yeah. pit at the end with, like, the little kid's shoes he was stealing. Turns out he was an asshole the whole time, guys. Yeah. Don't worry that he died because he was an asshole. It's like, you know, what? what was the point of that? I mean, I already didn't like him. He was just like, he and just seemed sh- like he was that arrogant yeah. asshole who was trying to run these jerks out of his town. Being like, an authoritarian and like when I thought he like showed a little bit of humanity when he told the kid about the apple tree. But then like, he was like, oh no, he was just a fucking serial killer. Yeah. And they did set it up where the next scene he's like fucking wiping his face and he's like sweaty. I'm like what the fuck is this about does he have a condition you have like a are you a secret demon judge because he's like <laughs> yeah but why would he walk out of that room like all sweaty that's what i don't understand it's just because that's where he, the he put the kid's shoes on the new shelf and he's like he probably jerked off mm-hmm. that's yeah, what i'm wondering like i wouldn't doubt it little fucking thing i i don't know like this whole yeah. season was just like how much weird shit can we put in this with it still like feeling I, like castlevania I did like St. Germain and that scene with the Infinite Corridor. That was like, yeah, that was some... Because, as you know, I'm all about the weird yeah. shit. I, I generally like St. Germain. I thought he was one of the, the more interesting characters. I liked. I kind of liked the Priory and liked the whole thing going on there with like how they were like tricked into like worshipping mm-hmm. really, the fucking yeah. night creatures. Really liked that and how they were... I think this was really symbolic here when they were trying to get back Dracula, when the night creature was trying to bring back Dracula, and they were right about to bring him back, and then they closed the door on him. And I think uh, that's how the rest of this uh, series is going to go. I think this is them closing the door on Dracula in general, and then they're going to bring up new villains, these new new vampires. Well, they got to fight the vampire lords at some point. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that's that's coming in the next season. The thing about it, though, is like when they went to bring back Dracula, he was there with his wife. He didn't look like he wanted to go back. Like, that was what he wanted. He wanted to be back with his... That's why he let Alucard kill him, basically, in the last season and they were they have a pretty well, I wonder pretty if that good place in hell him. all things considered it's a flat area of stone <laughs> okay, I, they didn't really Who explain knows? it um i also um because this show isn't well, written particularly well, well. 
Why was it? Why would his wife be in hell Sorry, though? Because the show oh, is because she was a witch. <laughs> I mean, right? She was a witch in that she did science, and you know they're play because yeah. they always play the the church. Although in this, the whole thing though uh, series to be fucking just the although, worst. Like with the Pope of Greget or the Bishop of Greget in season one, when the night creatures like came to him and like my God will protect me, like your God hates you. And like burning yeah. her was like his call. So like, does God also hate I, her? Like it's it just there's yeah, no consistency in it. There was there were cherubim or seraphim coming through the fucking hell gate. So apparently seraphim are creatures of the, hell. Um, uh, the wing boys. That was really. Cool. Those are the wing boys with the six wings. Canonically, they're supposed oh. to have one pair of wings covering their balls too, <laughs> but they didn't do that one. Um. I mean, old school. The old school order of angels is some crazy shit. I like the fucking the uh, the wheels. The wheel angels are some good. shit. They're the ones that are the weirdest. Um, but yeah, like there's like ten orders. Old school angel is some crazy shit. There's like ten orders bodies. of them. It's out. It's way out there. But the first fight was like it took they fucking it took them a while to kill this guy and then oh, they're yeah. and then the next episode they're like ripping through him like not not paper but like a I like mean, a really like a nice construction paper it takes they, a little they, bit they effort. Learned. Belmont, they learned how Belmont to kill them. One v three. Yeah, I guess it's kind of similar to like in a game. Yeah, just learn to know, figure out how it, to kind of where their weak spot is and it's apparently their knees. <laughs> That was like the least of my problems with with the season. Like yeah. I mean, like I said, they I, do action. They do the action and the violence very yeah. well, but that's like the only thing they do well, and they save it all for the last episode. So you slog through four hours of just like bullshit. I couldn't bring myself yeah. to care about to get rewarded, quote unquote, with actions, and then they like punctuate it with like. St- Stupid developments in their character arcs, which I didn't care about enough. Like, I didn't really care about them, but, like, the turns they took in them still made me mad. I was like, this is so fucking dumb. Yeah. I will say, I will say that I also, I did like the second half of Isaac's arc. Just for the, just for the raw aesthetics of it. Like, I want this to be its own thing that that isn't a side story. I like the idea of a necromancer riding with this dread horde through this fucking wasteland, and he has to fight a fucking magician. When he fought Legion, that was a I I like that fucking, the fucking fight scene. World the World War Z fucking ball of people. <laughs> well, that's uh that's an actual Castlevania boss. It's Legion. Oh, I guess I didn't play uh, that one. Which one was that from? Uh, I think that's Symphony of the Night. It's I think it recurs in quite a few. Um, I don't remember. Castlevania Legion boss. Yes. Here's a screenshot. Uh, maybe it's yeah, it's Symphony hmm. of the Night. Here's from here's one from the Saturn edition. Um, I guess I recall. Oh right, right. Well. Okay, yeah. Oh no, that's uh, I think that's Rondo of Blood. Or maybe it's Symphony of the Night with the Richter mod enabled. Maybe, but it's it's a fairly popular boss. I think it's been in a yeah. Few. Oh well, I mean, um, it looks a little bit different. I guess yeah. that's why I didn't immediately recognize it. I was like, oh, it's a ball that's, of people. Cool, Must be yeah. Legion. Fuck. Um, I think I, I think I fell asleep. During so an episode it's or just my like that, uh, and I missed where he was talking about going to this you know, place of zombies. 
And it kind of just rolled yeah, up on I, them, and I was well, like, she just, oh, this is new. She, I like he that. just shows up. Well, I mean, like, even, like, he just kind of shows up. Like, he's on his way to find Hector to exact his revenge, mm-hmm. and then he gets, side-tracked? like, sidetracked, I guess, that he has to fight this magician. Like, I thought that was going to come to the head in this season. It just felt like this season was, like, Didn't... walking in place for it... the most part. Isaac's arc should have been the first two episodes of a series about him, like, or at least when he's when he lands in Europe, because like, I like that scene with him and the demon where he's just like they're talking over the fire, because partially because up to that point there'd been a lot yeah. of fucking stupid dialogue. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of, and he's just he's just having a straight on conversation. And Isaac was one of my favorite characters from last season too, because as you know, I am a fan of extremely competent mm-hmm. characters, be they on the good side or the bad I, side. Yeah, I don't dislike Isaac as a character uh, as much. I, I liked him in season two. Too. I like I, I enjoyed both Forge Masters in season two uh, a bit. Um, Isaac was was a neat character, but they just don't do anything with him. Like they. They're afraid to have mm-hmm. his character progress to any meaningful point. <laughs> yeah. Or they're either unwilling or incapable of creating significant character lords? development. How did you, like, all the sisters, all the, the female vampire lords, they were, they, what a, they what tried an awful villain. They failed. For, like, I guess, I guess you could assume they, that's, like, kind of the yeah. overarching villain for this season. Because it's kind of like looming in the background, and they're preparing, and they're getting ready to like take over the world. But they're like, "Ah, oh, we're a year out, and how how are we gonna eat? How are we gonna feed? Just fucking do half of it. I don't know. Turn half, turn half into yeah, like <laughs> slowly learn, slowly roll out, like acquire yeah. territory over a long period of time." Like, uh, like you know, another certain and didn't, very powerful and didn't they say, like, towards did. the end, they're like, oh, you we know? can just buy mercenaries instead. And they're just like, well, then you don't even fucking do yeah. that. Just... Like, I, I didn't understand where they were going. And then she's like... <laughs> they don't understand where they're going, but they don't show that it's like... See, how would I would write this? Here's how I write this, because I saw one scene that, like, wrapped it up for me that I was like, oh, they're, they're just actually making this a wrong show. Uh, and that was with so it's the beginning of the episode and they're all in the drawing room. It's like yes, yeah, late. It's that. late in the day, and and Sturga's up. She's drawing battle plans. She's like, and uh, Marana comes in. She comes in, and I thought oh. this was gonna be like a honey. You're working too late. You need to focus on us. It's our relationship or whatever. She's like, no, I have to be practical and be a be a real fucking masculine woman <laughs> about this. Um. So. But no, like they don't have like the emotional versus practical kind of pull. She's just like, "Don't worry, I'm gonna expose the plot for about ten minutes here and explain <laughs> away all the questions you, the viewer, might have about the every detail of our plans. That'll put you at ease." And then, um, and then Carmela comes in, um, and she's and I thought, you know, I would want this to be set up as Sturga and Carmela are. They're pulling at different moves because Sturga's very practical and down to earth, and Carmilla's got her fucking heads in the clouds and is like zany on adventures. Right. She's like, "I've got the latest plan," and Morana's trying to like be the, be the act, yeah. mediating factor, right? And then you have internal tension among your villains. This is very standard fucking like you know intrigue, political like you know triangle. Although writing. they did try to do that in season two, and it did not work. So I don't know. They're just not competent enough, I guess, to write that uh, 
creatively because they their characters don't have a lot of depth. They're they're fairly yeah. face value um for the most part. I mean like you could say Trevor and Sypha have a bit more depth than your other characters because they they show other sides of their personality. They're also more the main character, but like, like mm-hmm. they're like they they, they yeah, should they are. have that. Like, uh, they're they're treating their yes. This show would be much they're worse. They're treating their it, uh, the <laughs> villains, at least the new villains, as more side characters. And um, I think I think season three was definitely the time for them to treat them as as the main villain. What they did with Dracula establishing a very sympathetic side to him in the beginning before showing his cruelty that's a good way to create a villain with some depth they have not done that since (laughs) and i think they just kind of fell ass backwards into that because that was how they set up his motivation for attacking humanity it just happened to be a fairly sympathetic motivation um but they have mm-hmm. made no effort to create similar depth no. to any of their other characters, hero or villain. The other the uh, only vampire there in depth would be Lenore, but that's because she's only only because she's had I, more screen time. And at at that point, yeah. it's just like okay, well, she had a plot to make Hector his pet. Yeah, manipulative, manipulative. which was very she's transparent from the get go. Sh- it was like she was like, oh, yes. I'm just gonna I'm gonna yeah. do. Uh, you know, quid pro quo. I do this. You, you give me the, the stuff, and then diplomacy. You know, compromise and shit like that. And then I get impeached. <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah. Um, notice how she didn't actually like show up in any of the scenes with the other three sisters, because they were like, she needs her individual. She shows up a little bit, like twice with with when they're on screen. So but I, I just thought like, the reason oh, for Lenore's that was because maybe scenes. they tasked her to get Hector to go to to be on their side, and she's like, okay, well, I got to spend some time doing this. You guys spend the time, you know, doing the battle plans and doing all the the minor stuff. I'll work on getting our forge master. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll lay the honey. <laughs> I'll lay the honey pot. <laughs> Yeah, it's very transparent what you're trying to do. Um, I guess it worked, so. It was so transparent, I actually thought that she was going to pull a fucking curveball. Yeah, that like, like with the fucking gonna, power like, play. Act- I was like, they have to do something with this. It maybe, can't be that, like, maybe, blasé. But then it was. Maybe they're saving it, <laughs> and maybe, like, maybe she's pulling a fast one over on them, and... Uh, maybe the night creatures won't obey them because of the the rings, and then maybe she's waiting for having a, a night creature army that she's gonna have to combat the sisters or the other girls. But then there, you kind of lose the intrigue though, because you have to set the hook for the next season. What's the hook for the next there season? There was none. Like this ends with just Trevor Belmont being like, "We spent a few weeks living your life, now we're living mine." What the fuck Roll does that credits. mean? Like. I don't care. Yeah, I guess means life's gonna, gonna really suck now. About stuff, and they're gonna. What I'm assuming is gonna happen is bad things are gonna happen. Well, I should hope so. That's part of this. What TV I think show. he meant by that is that wow, we just came across some really fucking heavy shit. We, the guy who we were trying to help was killing kids. Uh, we lost, you know, a good friend, a guy who we were starting to come around to and like, and um, you know, a bunch of innocent people just fucking up and died. You know, in this in this fire, 
and we didn't see it, and it was right under our nose. So that's pretty fucking heavy. And she honestly seemed depressed. Cipher did. Belmont kind of like returned to where he oh, was yeah. in like season. Because this was all a yeah. game. To yeah, her. this was all a game. Yeah, yeah. She was all adventuring. Yeah, they were going around Scooby Doo mystery adventures and, and having having a blast in the beginning. Their her transition from episode one to episode ten was really like a one eighty, where she. But they didn't like have, like I I don't know I guess they never like really gave her a lot of dialogue to show, like the sobering effects of like it wasn't a gradual no. transition. It was like Sypha Sypha, right up until. You know, sobriety hits, and she's like, "Oh no, yeah. everything sucks." It was really now. that that judge finding out the judge uh, was was this yeah. evil person uh, was really that that turning point where she realized the world was shit, and it she was having a blast, she was having a good time, helping this town, being with uh, Belmont, and then this happens, and it's like. I think she's gonna fall into a depression, and I think she's gonna be she's gonna be where Jason was in uh, episode one or the season one, where he's she's tra- tra- Trevor. Why do I think Jason? I don't know. Whatever. I I, I don't yeah. know of a Jason Belmont unless that's one of the newer games. Why do I think Jason? Anyway. Uh, Jason maybe, Blum because maybe. I called Jason told tra- Jason Blum. Trevor, to call that's why I was calling him Belmont because I was like, it's not Jason. Um, so Belmont, uh, Trevor. I think she's going to be where he was kind of in season one, in, in season four. If they do a season four. Yeah. I don't know. I think a lot of people didn't like this. Netflix has a habit of canceling shows up the first seasons. And, I mean, this has been like in the top ten on Netflix for the, this week. I don't know. I haven't checked to see like any of the like response from the people yeah. who generally watch this. I know that I didn't particularly care for it and i think they made a mistake in how they tried to structure the show i think they could have done like you have like two to three seasons per like castlevania game like to establish the characters and you know have their conflict with dracula and then you go to you fast forward so like you could have done trevor's story first and then and you do richter's story and then you do whoever comes after richter uh, after that, you could have gotten like six seasons out of this, but they decided to like continue the Castlevania three cast past, you know, killing Dracula, and now they're they're trying to figure this show out, and the direction they've they've settled on is not a direction I I particularly care for. Mm-hmm. That's my thoughts on that. I just that's so, all I have to right say. Right now, audience rating summary has this at a four point seven, but I don't. But that might be. Hold on. Out of ten. Uh, so this is on Google. This Boys is out of five. Netflix doesn't do ratings anymore. Um, right. This is a four point seven, but right above it, it only lists two seasons. Um. So right. I wonder if that's only the reviews for two seasons. I guess we'll have to like go to Reddit or something to see how people felt about this. I I wouldn't be surprised if people liked it because like I always feel like I'm on the wrong sides of these things. <laughs> um, where like it's because we're there's a different experience watching it with a community than watching it alone. Yeah. I feel maybe, but we're we're yeah. a small community of fairly like-minded well, usually- people. 
when you don't like something, I disagree, and I kind of side with like the general public. I don't. I don't think. Yeah, I, I don't I think mean, I but, like this season as much as I did season one or season two. Yeah, this show's been in pretty steady decline for me since the first season. I will say that the first season is pretty damn good, but like the animation quality and the writing and the plot has that's, slowly that's degraded each notice. and every season. There were some. There were a bunch of scenes that I felt were pretty choppy, and I think they kind of skimped on some of the animation, but. There were also some animation scenes that were fucking amazing. Um, yeah, they I put think, all their money into I think it was very this. inconsistent. <laughs> What's... Oh, there's the word for that in anime. There's a word for it where it's the really... All the high-budget action scenes. You, if you know and you watch anime, you know what it that was, word is. It was is. a particular scene with, like, Cypher when you. she was fighting the first angel that they they were doing she was up in the air and it like slowed down and they did like a panning shot of her it was really really well done but then there were other and like when isaac was riding the horse like they had the tracking shot with that there were some good shots in here but then you have like the fish in the pond when alucard is like fishing that is literally just like the fucking cell of the fish being moved up and down with no movement around the water and then you had uh, the scenes through hell that were just really shitty CGI, and when the mirrors would come together, it was like this really <laughs> shitty CGI that they made, and it, just, it didn't feel right. Remember oh, that mech oh, that came yeah, through they, the alternate, alternate oh, dimension I, where I reboot was still a thing? I saw that, I'm like, please. Battletech came in there. Don't put in my Castlevania. Yeah. A- I, th- I mean, I thought that was pretty cool. Like, whoa, that's Apparently, a fucking weird world right there. Someone for on sure. Reddit spotted Dante from Devil May Cry's sword oh. in one of the infinite dimensions, and they're speculating that there's going to be a crossover. I don't care. Oh my god! <laughs> it would so be stupid. so stupid. Dante coming in with his sword and guns in fucking 1300s Europe. <laughs> It'd be so dumb. I want him to come in with his fucking motorcycle and just destroy a demon. Yeah, I mean, I'm not too... If there is a season four, I'll have to be... I'll I'll give it... I'll watch the first couple episodes, but I will have to be thoroughly convinced to just blindly sign off on another season review of Castlevania after this, because I just... I don't care for it anymore. i a good friend. I did not feel like I... I've got a good friend who, who really enjoyed Castlevania... And I think he probably will like this season as well. Um, I'll see what he thinks about, and I can watch that with season four yeah. with him. Because I had I had issues with the prior two seasons that uh, got worse, but I could see if there were people who liked the things that I disliked about the first couple seasons would be like very appreciative that they leaned more into them, and will probably be like, "Oh, season three is the best." Like, that's something I could see. Uh, I mean, and to each their own. I'm not telling you what to like or what not to like. I didn't care for this. And I would have much rather, after I finished this, I watched the 2011 Muppets movie, which I've never seen before on Disney+. And I was like, this was a much better use of my time than watching Castlevania. Oh, it was, somebody said it was Dante's sword spotted in, um, in the armory in Dracula's castle. There was like a sword oh, on well, a that's wall. Fucking, that's that's kind of different. Easter that's egg. where. But it, it's. The, yeah. 
That's like in um, Gurren Lagann, where they had, like, a fleet of ships, so they could just put every anime ship that you ever fucking catch a reference to was, in there. Just, just like, yeah, like no, a generic totally fucking sword. Fleet. Yeah. Don't worry about it. I don't, I don't think so. I, yeah, I people people yeah. like to dig into these things. It's this Easter egg culture that they've created for themselves, where they overanalyze every fucking frame. What is story. this one? X-Men appears in an Easter egg? They're saying that Aboriginal guy was an X-Men <laughs> or something? Remember when he stared at an X-Man? Or an Aboriginal guy. <laughs> yes, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm swinging it. I'm swinging every it." Every fucking Aboriginal guy apparently is that one X Men character. Um. All right. Uh, that's all I have to say on this. I'm let's let's wrap this up because I'm. I'd much rather get ready for the stream tonight than continue and and you know enjoy a good story than continue yeah. talking about this story. So. Uh, we'll wrap it up on episode 202 here. Please be sure to leave a rating on the Silence Does podcast. It is available on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, etc., etc. Please leave a review if you enjoy the show and uh, tell a friend. Help uh, help us take over the world. Like Spread us like the coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> Viral podcast. I want everyone... I want you to be like everyone in a room you can come in contact with. I want them to listen to the next episode of the Silence Does. So... Uh, do your part. Uh, you can support the show if you enjoy it so much through the donation link in the description of this episode. Uh, you can check out soundstuds.com for links to our streaming platforms. We're on uh, Twitch and Mixer, Soundstuds on both of them, and uh, Twitter at StudsSaturn, uh, Facebook.com backslash Studs, all that social media jazz. We'll be back next week with episode 203 of something. Don't know yet. We'll figure it out. Uh, But until next time, be well, stay safe, and party like it's 1995. Peace. Bye-bye.